Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggist for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again, just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. Today, Carol is once again the people. Hi. How does that feel, Carol, to be the people like this? Oh, I just feel so populated. (laughs) Very (laughs) powerful, powerful role you've got there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I've had a couple of people asking about how do they know if they're having a side effect or a symptom when something happens to them, if they're on a number of meds. and That's an interesting thing because I'm not sure I know. Yeah. Um, So what would you say, like a side effect, how, how would you define that? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sprung it on me. Well, <laughs> I did. That's what we do. It's an undesired effect of a drug. So, um, you know, when you hear about war and, and they, may, they use these nice, clean phrases like collateral damage when they're dropping bombs it's on horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of what a side effect is to a drug. It's collateral damage. Or an effect, rather. It's not what you're wanting out of the drug. It's something else that's happening, and it can be about, you know, how the drug works, and it just is having this pharmacologic activity in ways in your body that produce effects you don't want, or it could just be um, allergic-type reactions, that kind of thing. Can you give me an example? A drug example. Yeah, so any of the, especially the um, first-generation antihistamines, like diphenhydramine, Benadryl. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they will dry your sinuses up, mm-hmm. and that's what they're supposed to do and help take care of itchy, watery eyes and that kind of thing. But they'll also make your mouth dry. Mm-hmm. They may make it so that you can't accommodate for distance, so you, your, your vision might not be quite as, as That's good. an interesting one. Yeah. Um, so those those would be side effects. Okay. Yes. Um, is, do we need to go over any more about that? No, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so I think it's... Just knowing what these definitions are. Now, the symptoms. Mm-hmm. You got anything for me on that one? <laughs> um, well. Just take a big old guess. Uh, if you have blood symptoms. Blood pressure. Well, no, but what? It, okay, I'll, I'll, we'll just jump right at it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just dancing around. You're asking hard questions. Hard questions. <laughs> um, so it's really symptoms are a subjective evidence of a disease. Okay. That means you are the one who feels it, and it's evidence of something that's going on. So if you've got, like, anxiety or lower back pain or fatigue or that kind of thing, you can report that as a symptom. Okay. Okay, so it's – but that's indica- indicating there is a disease state. There's something going on okay, that's causing so that, not medications. The, back to the um, Benadryl. So if you have what you think is a bad cold, you have a runny nose and – a cough and everything; those are symptoms. The runny nose and a cough is a sim- are the symptoms. <laughs> okay, so that's interesting. Actually, the symptom is a subjective thing that you feel. That's clinically you report how you're feeling. Those are signs. So you hear this phrase, oh. "signs and symptoms." Okay. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. So signs are objective things like a runny nose, a cough, this kind of stuff. They're observable to me. Okay. 
Whereas you say, my back hurts. I can't. <laughs> Is that I've, how I say it? And a lot of people say it like <laughs> I say it like that. <laughs> what? My back hurts. I, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, that's the signs and symptoms. Signs are objective. Symptoms are subjective. How you're feeling. Okay. So, does that help you? Yes. So I feel like I've spent a lot of time on this symptoms, si- signs, and side effects thing, but uh, it's it, it's important for this reason. Once you can clearly establish what it is, you make that distinction, this is a side effect, then you know how to go about treating it, how to work on that problem. And if it's a symptom, which is a subjective feeling, or a sign, which is objective, about the disease state, that too guides you in what kind of treatment you're going to follow up. So this is important just so that as a detective, you, for yourself, that you you know, are going to try and discover which one this is, uh, working with your pharmacist and your physician. Okay. And then... Are there going to be situations where um, the drug is super important for um, helping to cure or, or not cure, but helping to deal with a disease state but have undesirable, undesirable side effects that really can't be helped? I'm thinking of like those heart meds that my sister took in the 90s that just had terrible side effects. Yeah, cortisone, amiodarone. Yeah. Um the uh that's that's a really good point. So this is the discussion and so much of what we do here on this podcast is to put the put the person in in a position to participate and this is exactly what you're talking about. So if you have determined that it, it's clearly you're you've you're it's not the disease say it's not something with a condition you might have, but rather a side effect of the drug, then it might go back to having another discussion about the risk benefit with your physician. Okay. I'm like, is it intolerable to you? How, what kind of benefit is it? it was, if it's keeping Diana alive, right. You know, right. Then oh, we got to deal Whatever with this. Side we got, we got to figure we'll it out. It. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes you can, you know, with your physician, there might be a dosage adjustment, the timing of the dosage, a different med that will achieve similar effects, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So very good question, though, really is. Because um, it's always about trying, when you're participating, determining, like, here, it's the cause. It's a side effect. Now, mm-hmm. if it's a condition, mm-hmm. then you have to look at that and make sure that you're not confusing one with the other. And that can happen. Okay. You know, if someone gets on a beta blocker and they have congestive heart failure and they report they're being that they have fatigue, mm-hmm. that's not uncommon with a beta blocker. Mm-hmm. I like propanolol. But also, if their congestive heart failure is not being it's being managed, it's not where that person should be and they're having some failure, some, some actual heart failure, mm-hmm. they can present in very similar ways. So the doctor has to participate with you. You have to participate with your doctor. Excuse me. It is a two-way street. And you do have to tell. You've and got that's it. very you serious. You sure do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just... You have to clarify which one is it, mm-hmm. and if it's your if it's your beta blocker, maybe that's going to resolve. Let's keep an eye on it. We've mm-hmm. got you, you are in good shape. Your blood pressure is good. Your ejection fraction, all these things are good. Um, so they might just keep watching that. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't resolve, then maybe you, with your cardiologist or your your practitioner, or your physician, would be able to say, "Well, 
let's split this dose a little bit or something. Ah, so that, changing again, the timing. And or the dosage, but mm-hmm. only with your physician. Right, right. That's it's so not something important. you should do on your own. Right. So, okay, we've talked about like what they are, mm-hmm. um, but how how might you determine like a side effect? And I'm just going to sort of jump into something here. Yeah. Yeah, it all goes to cause and effect. And this okay. is really happens in medicine for all kinds of things. But when you're looking at a drug and someone reports, let's talk about the statins. Okay. Um, so it's been, not been um, – one of the things that's been reported about is myalgia, um, muscle pain, this kind of thing with the statins, and people have had problems with that, mm-hmm. and some kidney problem issues. Mm-hmm. So, since there have not been ready options with those drugs, mm-hmm. and they're so effective, these HMG CoA reductase inhibitors that lower the cholesterol, in particular the LDL, mm-hmm. that they'll stop it. Mm-hmm. Now you've You've started it, determined that, uh-oh, we're having these side effects. And mm-hmm. There are people out there saying they're not as common. People are expecting them and therefore seeing them. Well, if someone reports it, my feeling is I'm going to believe that. Mm-hmm. I may say, okay, we need to make sure it's not something that's being projected out here onto this med. But mm-hmm. um, So anyway, moving forward, we would then stop it, symptoms re- resolve, mm-hmm. the side effect, the, the um that we're talking about, mm-hmm. and then restart at a lower dose. Makes sense. How do we do? Yeah. Right. Atorvastatin is a really popular one. Doesn't have a lot of drug-drug interactions, effective, uh, generic, so it's affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they occur. Mm-hmm. Now we stop it. Mm-hmm. That's cause and effect. We have determined. That this is the reason for that. Pretty reliably. Mm-hmm. Then they'll go to another uh of the, one of a the statins. Statin. Yeah, right. And so that's how that works. So that cause and effect thing is something that can go on with a drug if the drug isn't um, essential, like what we were talking about with the beta blockers and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But in this case, you can determine with a, you know, withdrawing, starting again. And, and again, if you're in communication with your physician. that's just, That has to happen. Mm-hmm. None of this matters. Uh, does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Um, so what else do we have here? Um, we can, we can talk, there's all kind. it happens all over the place. Mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of uh, conditions where there are symptoms of that and there's lots of drugs that will cause a similar picture. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe we would look at insomnia. Just. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. As an example. So there are, we'll just talk real quick about insomnia. There's primary and secondary. The primary means that, that. The sleep problems aren't related to any kind of health conditions or anything else. This is you're just not able to sleep. Okay. And then the secondary is it might be because you might have a health problem that causes this um, asthma, depression, arthritis, heartburn, cancer. There's there's a lot of things. Pain and then medications are included to that in that. So that's secondary insomnia. So that primarily we'll be talking about that one. Mm-hmm. And then there are people like. That are experts on sleep. <laughs> are they boring? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that. Many, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be an expert. I just want to have a good night's sleep. <laughs> so, but they've sleep onset insomnia, mm-hmm. which pretty what the he- <laughs> that means sleep that you're having trouble falling asleep. Okay, right. And then sleep maintenance insomnia. What's that mean? 
don't know. Waking up. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're not maintaining. Totally confused. And then mixed insomnia, you just can't fall asleep or you and or you can't, you can't stay, stay asleep. asleep. Right. Here's one um <laughs> paradoxical insomnia. Does that mean this like, is this is when you underestimate the time that you sleep, which reminds me like when I was a kid. <laughs> like when you're on an airplane, that happens? I don't know. But when I was a kid, like, I could be, I remember being asked by mom, like, did you, how did you sleep? And I'm like, not at all. <laughs> I was laying there and it was light. <laughs> it was dark. And it, so I, I had to report it. So I had paradoxical insomnia. <laughs> anyway. Well, moving on. Uh, so there's all kinds of drugs that can cause insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start Caffeine. out. What's that? Caffeine. Caffeine. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my favorites. <laughs> yes. Cup of coffee. You got to have it. I do. Um, so antidepressants, alpha blockers, which are like Flomax, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, heart medications. And we talked about beta blockers and um, statins can also cause it because some of these side effects, mm-hmm. um, corticosteroids, mm. you know, the steroids, mm. they can get you a little wacky. You're jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, antihistamines, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. So we'll use like the first generation uh, antihistamines, diphenhydramine and doxylamine to make you drowsy and as a sleep aid. Okay. But the second generation, like uh, loratadine, um, which is Claritin. And some other, some of the other ones, they um, might cause some sleep problems um, and trigger anxiety and this kind of thing. So you've gone gone the other way from causing sleep to maybe having now too much. Now you're all worried. Yeah, that's right. Um, ADHD meds. So those are amphetamines and stimulants. So we understand that one. Yeah. Usually, you try not to administer like beyond four o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. It's, it's an individual thing. What um, about worry? How about worry? Worry's <laughs> That's what huge. my problem is. Yeah, that's primary. You can't fun. shut it down. That is a big one. And then OTC painkillers, and especially the ones like that will have caffeine in them, Excedrin, mm. migraines. Like the caffeine would be for migraine headaches because migraines are due to the vasculature dilating, and this caffeine would constrict them. And okay. But that's going to get in the way of sleep, and you mentioned that right off. So you said – Worry, and I think mm-hmm. it's really important. This is about uh, drugs. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. But it's really when you have an alternative that's as effective or more effective. Mm-hmm. I think it's really great to go for that's that. It's non-med, right? Yeah, yeah, non, yeah. like non- meditation or like some of those podcasts that uh, induce sleep. There are several <clears throat> that are just so boring. They induce sleep. No, I that just. <laughs> Help you fall asleep. Um, I don't want to be that one. Sound effects. Water, right, right, right. You know. Oh, sure. So that's a good point, and that's where we're going. So there's Except med- that one makes me have to go to the bathroom. Which one's that? The water one. Oh. <laughs> Another cause for insomnia, so that's no good. But, yeah, uh, meditation. Sound or- effect. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Um, the um, meditation, and there are lots of relaxation techniques. There's... Uh, cognitive behavior therapy. So mm-hmm. it's really about sort of taking care of what they call sleep hygiene. And I think they have cognitive remodeling or something where it's like responding differently to to not sleeping. And I've read mm-hmm. where recommendations about like if you go to bed and you're in there for 10 minutes and you don't fall asleep, 
get up, go someplace where you do relax, and then come back to bed rather than um, we we know Stay how it is to cycle. be in there like <laughs> hour and a half. Still Tossing, asleep. turning. You know what works for me? This is so – probably lots of people do this, but especially if something's worrying me, I try to short-circuit myself. Like try to make really super boring lists in my head. Like think of every um, – male person that I know that their first name starts with the letter A and go all the way through the alphabet and the same with females. And honestly, I very rarely make it past L. And then, and then the times that you don't, you have to get up and get your address book out. <laughs> don't go that far. <laughs> I know what the answer is. Yeah, I know it's, it is. There are ways to stop our minds to, to, to calm them. Yeah. Uh, and that's what this is about. So those, the, the cognitive behavior therapy, the relaxation techniques, mm-hmm. I think it's really worth doing, especially if you are going to go to some of the, the the pharmacologic options, the you know uh, Ambien and uh, those kinds of meds, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, benzos and things to um, look into what is potentially a long term non pharmacologic solution to the problem. Try to retrain yourself, I guess. Yeah, and just learn how to relax. I, I don't know. Yeah. Some days I'm relaxed and some I'm not. I don't yeah. know. Well, and the, the worst is when someone says, just relax. Oh, sure. <laughs> now there's pressure. <laughs> well, that's the surest way not to, to yes. relax is for someone to say to me, relax. Yes. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you relax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let scratch it. Um, so those are some of the meds, and that's mm-hmm. just a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, that. That's very brief. So mm-hmm. I think it's worthwhile if you're having trouble to do a thorough search and and here again use your pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Say you know, hey, uh, can't sleep. Is there any chance any of these six meds I'm taking um, might be causing it? Because and can I change the timing of when I take them? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's anything. Well, like you well, were saying, it's like some of the drugs that um, I, I'm going to sound really dumb here, but like I think about people who take a what that what people would call a water pill, and you take that before bed. Aren't you going to have to get up and go to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, that would be not a good thing, <laughs> and you increase the risk of falls. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's altogether wrong. So that should be taken in the morning. Yeah. Um, so that's a good point, though, that kind of thing, if you discover that. But again, using your pharmacist, and, in, and when there's changes to your regimen, talking with your pharmacist and your doc and all those folks on your healthcare team. So conditions that can cause insomnia. So there's depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the meds that caused insomnia were the antidepressants, which up to 20%. Of people on those meds report uh, insomnia. Well, that's a that high just percentage. Contribute to the cycle too. That just well, you can't. You can't sleep, which came you first? Can't. Which came first? And yeah, and sleep is so important. Oh my gosh! For yes. all kinds of especially reasons. especially when you're not getting it, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. So um, hyperthyroid. That's uh, when your your metabolism's cranked up. Um, sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, uh, ADHD, PMS. <laughs> Hot flashes, um, Alzheimer's, and other types of dementia. Menopause. Yeah, yeah. So there's all <clears throat> kinds of, of of conditions. I was reading where like 
up to 50% of adults report some sort of uh, insomnia, some sort of. Oh, I so totally only half the that. people are, are really sleeping. Oh, I totally get that. I feel yeah, like when happily. I get together with friends, we we always end up talking about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's so that that is, you know, shows the scope of the problem. And I bring up the, the issue with the side effects of like of antidepressants and insomnia, because, again, it's like it's really, really important. To, to have that rest and to um, – they say that REM sleep is really important for how you're functioning, your mm-hmm. cognitive functioning. And mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's an important thing. So, again, this this confusion that you might have between what's a symptom, which mm-hmm. would be a subjective interpretation of something that's happening to you because of a disease state, or is it a side effect, which is – there's a med, and there's a cause and effect there. So mm-hmm. um, does that help you at all? Yeah, a lot, actually. Okay, well, that's good. I'm. Um, we, we often will say this, and I'm going to say it again. So what can we do about it, and how do we help folks to manage this? Journal, journal, journal. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and so what I'm talking about is not there are med trackers available mm-hmm. um, where – what time did you take your med? Are you taking your meds as you should? When did, you know all the particular details, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But also journaling, having just a um, on a given you you know when the drug was started and the dose and this kind of thing, and we're gonna you know you need to take it as directed, mm-hmm. so it's reliable. Mm-hmm. But reporting how you're feeling, mm-hmm. anything you've noticed. And this is all. This is very subjective. It can be objective as well. But like, how are you feeling? Is, mm-hmm. is, is there something that's changed? Doesn't matter if it's a, a day, a week, a month. So that when you go and have that appointment with your doctor, mm-hmm. with, with people on that healthcare team, you have it in front of you. Yes. And it's reliable. Yes. You're not trying to think. Oh, I don't remember exactly. Instead of like when you get in the car and you're driving home and oh, I forgot to mention blah blah blah. Right. Right. This is. So this is, again is what you can do mm-hmm. to try, and and again making a making a special you know a a phone call when you just need to do it because you have concern about what might be a symptom of a mm-hmm. disease or what might be a side effect of a drug, and then and what can be done about it? Right, right. Um, so that's it. Paying attention. All MedWatch. Also, we always, we talk about this often. FDA has a website called MedWatch. Where you can report side effects, um, and here's one little tiny last distinction: you might hear the, the phrase "adverse drug reaction" mm-hmm. and "side effect." Mm-hmm. They they can be used kind of interchangeably, but adverse drug reaction is kind of considered potentially maybe a little more harmful and less and, and it's maybe not as frequent. So it's I don't I don't I'm not worried about making a distinction there. It's just knowing that a side effect. Of this medication is just an unintended effect, and so like you take a med and all of a sudden you break out in hives, like immediately, you there, you know, you kind of know something's going on with having yes. just taken that medication. You've had an adverse drug reaction, and I could also comfortably say you've had a side effect. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I don't guess that's a distinction that makes that much difference <laughs> now that we've gone over it. Um, anyway, that these these side effects can be common and not serious at all to profound 
uh, side effects. And so just have to pay attention. Yeah. All right. Participate. Um, that's it. And we are going to um, have a, a journaling. Um, we're going to put this on our website, the, yeah, the journal. A format. Yeah, a format for, so that, that can people. be downloaded and printed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to, to, to get that done. But mm-hmm. um, we're, we're going to also look at um, some other drugs, drug groups, and um, how they can affect you and, and you, how, how to determine whether you're having a symptom or a side effect. So that'd be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Carol. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate y'all. This has been for listening. This has been and will be druggists for the people.